Welcome. On this episode, Dr. Garcia shares some scheduled dates and topics for upcoming Alessi Group virtual sessions that will be featured on Facebook. The first topic scheduled is shifting from do as I say to learn how to, helping others understand a relationship-based approach that supports resiliency. Then she will cover a school leadership topic during a virtual Facebook luncheon called Creating an Emotionally Responsive School Organizational Climate. She provides us with some dates and further details, as well as some sneak peeks on the content of each of the upcoming topics in the podcast. You're listening to the Early Foundations Podcast with Patricia Garcia. Hi, everyone. Okay, so I'm just jumping on very quickly to let you know of the two upcoming sessions. I do have dates. Um, now let's make sure the mic is on. The mic is on. Okay, so May 1st uh, at 4.30, I'm going to do shifting from do as I say to let's learn how to, helping others understand a relationship-based approach that supports resiliency. So this is specifically for teachers who are working, let's say you are a classroom teacher who's been to several of our sessions, who um, really are trying to come from a, a relationship-based approach. And there are teachers, other teachers, administrators, um, that, or even parents, if you're working closely with parents and supporting their understanding of um, really coming from a relationship-based approach, that um, how do we help others embrace this experience? And so I'm going to spend about an hour at 4.30 talking about um, really... Uh, addressing some of the challenges that we have, uh, and then how to help others open their heart to have a deeper understanding of why punishment does the opposite of what we want it to do. So that will be on May 1st. On May 21st, so I have an Alessi Group Leadership Forum and I go back and forth. I haven't been very active on that. And the reason I go back and forth about how do I approach this. So I'm going to, I believe, do this on this page and then we'll post it in the leadership forum. Uh, so either place, if you're a part of the forum, you'll get this as well. I'm, I'm calling this the virtual leadership luncheon. There's no food involved. But because it's at lunchtime, <laughs> you can eat while you're watching. <laughs> maybe I'll eat while I'm doing it. <laughs> be kind of gross. <laughs> um, but then maybe we'll feel connected. Um, on May 21st, I thought that we could start doing uh, some leadership sessions midday because I know beginning of the day and end of the day, parents are coming in, um, lots of transitions are happening. And so there might be after school meetings. And so um, doing it midday might be an opportunity for any leaders. And of course, you can always watch the, um, the you know, the after the when it's just posted. So it doesn't have to, you don't have to be engaged live. Um, but, you know, I've been talking to a lot of teachers and been in a lot of schools recently and not just teachers, but in organizations. Um, so lots of crisis intervention programs or programs that are really supporting um, just different, uh, you know, families and children and zero to three, and then three to five, and then our kindergarten through third grade. So I've had lots of conversations recently about leadership. And one of the questions that we've uh, asked is the whole, what does it mean um, to be an effective leader in each one of these uh, places? And we've had such an incredible uh, diverse response to that question. Sometimes the conversation around leadership is whether they're hands-on or not, whether they've gotten reflective feedback or not, whether um, one of the things that comes up 
pretty frequently is that around the time that a teacher is being evaluated and having their performance evaluation, whether they actually give helpful um, feedback that is really um, tuned into who they are as educators and really helps grow them as educators from a relationship-based perspective. And so it really came down to... Um, a phrase that I use quite often, the parallel process. And the parallel process is to do unto others as you want them to do unto others. And so to create a climate where children are being respectfully, that we're being respectfully responsive to their emotional and social needs, then we have to really pay attention to our leadership approaches. We have to pay attention to how we engage with one another. We have to get a really good picture of our climate in our organization. Far too often in elementary schools or in organizations that we go into, I see um, that teachers are hired or that staff, um, that's what we call support staff or our paraprofessionals, um, even our bus drivers and our um, folks who work in the cafeteria, our cooks. So uh, a lot of folks are hired and it's like, okay, here's your job, you know, have at it, um, peace out. And so we don't do a whole lot of kind of this term of onboarding. We don't do a lot of how do we bring folks on board? How do we help support their understanding of the climate? in the culture. Um, what is it that we believe here? What is it that we believe? Why do we show up each day? It's real easy for teachers to say, why well, I chose teaching because I like working with children. That's not enough. What do we believe about that? What do we believe about learning? What do we believe about teaching? And I don't mean by this is the curriculum we've purchased. So that's what the expectation means. I mean, what do we believe in as an organization? And how do we live true to these experiences? How do I, as a leader, in my engagement with you as a teacher, as a bus driver, as um, a, an administrator who works, um, you know, the office assistants who work up front, the first, they're, they're like the first ones at parents when they walk in the door. What is it that we believe in collectively as an organization? Because that is going to create the climate that we are providing for children. And far too often, we don't spend enough time talking about that. We don't address that. At the beginning of the school year, we do a pre-service. We might talk about um, some of, you know, things that we are required to do, like bloodborne pathogens and universal precautions and all of those things that we're required to check the box. But who are we as an entity? Who are we as an agency? Who are we as an organization? What do we believe is true for children? What do we believe about our teaching approaches, um, about our experiences around supporting children's resiliency? How do we, how are, do we see the interdependence of our relationships with one another? Um, so often we think that there's this magic wand that because you're a grown up, you're going to magically know how to engage with others. And I have to tell you that a lot of us did not get very good role models as children. Uh, and, and we as adults are just simply, a, you know, these little kids in adult bodies who never really learned how to um, work through conflict, how to be able to work interdependently, how to be able to have difficult conversations, how to, um, and, and what happens so often in schools and organizations is this whole idea of, of competition and who's the favorite and who all of this stuff just kind of is, it's like the undercurrent that actually breaks down the collaborative effort in our schools, breaks down not only what's happening from an organizational perspective with the adults, but it influences what's happening in the classrooms. And I know that teachers shut the door, their door and they do their own thing. I get that. But when you look at the broader perspective, there is definitely an influence that occurs. So if I'm a classroom teacher, 
And I'm having, uh, I had a one-on-one or I just had my um, supervision because in some organizations they do that, or I had my performance evaluation Uh, and, uh, you know, 10 great things. We talked about 10 great things and there were two things that I um, really am not doing so well. So I'm going to walk out of that office. And for a lot of folks, because this is the way your limbic system works, you're going to hold on to those two things. So to be able to go into the classroom, shake that off and really be super present and super connected to children without that kind of lingering. We have a lot of stuff lingering. So how do we ensure that we are so self-reflective and that we're so understanding of our own emotional state of being that we are completely and totally present and prepared for children? What happens in terms of our um, the mirror neurons and the impact that we have on young children in terms of brain development? That when we come in stressed, when we become overwhelmed because of test scores, because we want, we're freaking out about certain things, we are directly influencing children and often case in a negative sort of experience, even with our best effort not to do so. We do. Because when we have a heightened state of our own stress level, then children are going to feel that. So as a leader, how do I create a climate and an experience where we are um, being respectfully responsive to one another, that I'm giving very specific feedback? Um, What does support look like? What does it mean to be supportive? Um, You know, so often I hear, oh, this, you know, my principal or my administrator was totally hands off. Well, that's great if you're an effective, responsive teacher. But if you're going to be turning on videos for children to watch one hour of the day, then that's not hands off is not what we need right now. What we need is a very engaged leader who can take a look just like when we're working with children. And I don't mean this in any way, shape or form disrespectful. I mean that as a classroom teacher, I'm in tune to the needs of children. I'm in tune to who they are as individuals. And then what I do is try to figure out, okay, what is developmentally, where do we go from here? How do I support? How do I foster? How do I help them see themselves as successful human beings? I do the same thing as in terms of leadership. I go, okay, where are we at in terms of our understanding of what we believe, what we do, who we are as an organization? And then what do I need to do to provide the next level of support? And so sometimes that means I'm pushing a little. Sometimes that means I'm engaging in a reflective dialogue. Sometimes that means that I'm just being fully present and giving space for you to have that experience, but that we have these ongoing types of conversations. I get that there are 60, 70 people in a school or in an organization. How do we manage that as leaders? And how do we ensure, because as a leader, my role is to create a climate and a a community um, that is a direct, in my mind, directly influences how we are with children and how we are with parents. And so far too often, we um, aren't intentional about that. We hire folks, we give them their stuff, and we say, go for it. And then when there's a problem, that's when we step in. And I challenge uh, leaders, join us on this virtual uh, leadership luncheon. And we will have, um, it's not really a discussion. I mean, you can ask questions. We're really talking to each other, but you can ask questions um, as I'm sharing information about how to address this. Um, you know, it's that whole, oh, we get the next person's on board. We just, you know, just kind of do whatever they ask us to do and just wait till that person leaves. When that's the attitude um, that we have kind of subscribed to, then we lose sight of why we show up each day and we get burnout. We get teachers who just 
you know, they come, the, the children are what are, is fulfilling, but sometimes when that becomes challenging, there's nothing left. And so I, for me, um, when I was in the classroom, uh, some days I was completely and totally um, had euphoria about showing up because we were doing these amazing experiences. And there were some days where I felt tapped out. And that's the truth of it. We all do. And uh, I had other colleagues of mine because we had relationships that were responsive, that were respectful, and that within the culture of the school, I felt good being there. And so that was enough for me to show up and want to be there each day. And right now we're in a crisis. We don't have enough teachers and we've got this whole thing happening. I get it um, because, you know, teachers need to, I think, be given, you know, enough pay and all of that. So I, I, there's lots of stuff happening in our state right now, but what can we do in our schools and in our organizations that really help folks feel connected and uh, that sense of purpose so that we continue to show up and do um, what we need to do in the best interest of children and um, really connect with families in a way that helps them feel bonded to to the school experience, to the organizational experience, um, and a sense of belonging. So anyhow, join us May 1st, May 21st, um, and see you then. Have a good night.